For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to Hour 2, Dan Celio, National Football Show. Houston Nutt, CBS's own college football analyst. We'll talk to him at the bottom of the hour. I love Barry Switzer. I got recruited by him. He is such a cool dude. He let me out of a scholarship. I'll post that. I, I, I've, I've still got the scholarship that he gave me to go play at OU. And, you know, here, here, here was the problem. I've had Tony Casillas on this show, and you guys know how much respect I have for Tony Casillas, the former college football Hall of Famer and great player and all that. And, and they played a 3-4, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I just want to sit and play behind this guy for two years and wait for him to leave. Uh, it was all that. And Plus, there's a billion guys back in the day that went to Oklahoma. And so here's this kid from the Northeast to get a scholarship, da 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 so Jimmy Johnson comes parachuting in. And he's like, hey, come down to Miami. Won a national championship a couple of years ago. You know, we got one of the top programs in the country. So he talked me into it. Switzer let me out of the contract. He's all right. You want to go there instead? I'll see you a couple of years. We played them every year. Get this. Over a three-year span, Oklahoma was 33-3. and three. You know who they lost those three games to? Big sales. <laughs> 33 and three. All three games were lost and pretty big margins. Like 28, 14, 35, 17. We kicked the crap out of them. And, he, you know, he, he told me, you know, I'll never forget. He goes, okay, you win. <laughs> he, he's such a good dude, though. And he's so honest. You know what made him a really cool coach? I'm going to show you what genuine is. And he applied that his entire life when it came to dealing with players, well, whether it be at Oklahoma or when he was with the Cowboys. You know, and the story now is, is that he tried to get Jimmy and Jerry to come together. Think of that for a minute. Barry Switzer tried to bring the two of them together. You got to understand something. I'll bet you 10 bucks, man. Jimmy didn't know that story. Because he was not a Barry Switzer fan. He hated that dude. And he must be floored that Barry told Jerry off. How could you F this thing up? You know what made Switzer so great? And I've heard guys that played for him. You've, you've heard Tony Casillas, who played for him on my program. Barry Switzer, you ever heard of his book, Bootlegger's Son? His parents were bootleggers legitimate came from nothing came from nothing this guy would walk into people's homes and he would walk into african-american kids homes that had dirt on the floor grass for roofs 
pot billy stove. And Barry would pull a chair up, sit right there. No way is a guy like um, um, Lou Holtz or Joe Paterno or any of those coaches back in the day going to roll into those places. Switzer just pull a chair up, walk right in there, and he'd get them Oklahoma kids, man, to go play there. He was as genuine as it could possibly be. You got to remember something about Lou Holtz. Remember the coach? Sound like Elmer Fudd? I just kidding. I just got you know, you got the things you got to do. You got to just, I don't want to tell you what you got to do. Notre Dame is to go to Kawakawa. Sorry, but what was that, coach? Are you recruiting me? Check over, you know, every program that Lou Holtz coached when he left went on probation all the way back to William and Mary. And the reason he left William and Mary, he said, well, you know, there was just um, uh, too many Marys and not enough Williams. <laughs> you know, you just, when you get too many Marys and not enough Williams, that's why you don't go to William and Mary and play football. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's pretty funny, but okay. But my, my, hey, Jimmy used to always do this with, with uh, Lou Holtz because we would play Notre Dame, right? It beat the pants off him. That's just no, this Miami team. Best team I've ever seen. I, I've never seen anything like speed, talent, toughness. I mean, he's got to go to Magic anyway. Coach, your team's 11 and 0. <laughs> Jimmy would always do this Lou, your team's undefeated. Stop that stuff, man. We're sitting there watching him at a press conference, right? Just Miami team. I don't know how we're even going to line up next to him. Dude, you're 10 and 0. <laughs> yeah, right? You, you, you're not pulling that over on us. It's one thing if you're 6 and 5. These guys are showing up there, and Chris Zorich, who played on them teams, man, he's a dear friend of mine. He'd always go like, you guys never bought into that. i go, are you kidding me? You guys were usually undefeated when you jumped in on us. I go, no, nobody bought loot. You know, it's the best. I don't know how we did it. <laughs> You're like, yeah, get your guy by that. Go to Notre Dame. Yeah, all right, Lou. Great. <laughs> He's a great character, though. I like Lou, too. Played golf with him a couple times in Orlando. He's a good dude. He is. But funny, man. But Barry Switzer's the best. Uh, he, I, I miss those type of characters, both in the NFL and college football that had those charismatic coaches. Do you really think you see that now? I know you get Gruden doing this. Hey, I like, you know, the pirate guy and, you know, quarterback school and, you know, I'm the guru and, you know, you're like, that does nothing for a pro. College kid, hey, that's cool. Pro guy, the guy's a dope. <laughs> hey, y'all, you know, you don't got to play with the Raider way. You guys are 19 to 29. Hey, John, you're 19 to 29 since you've come back to Oakland slash Vegas. Okay? Hey, uh, you know, you're 19 to 29. You're a couple games over 500 as an overall head coach. I know you got a Super Bowl, but you're not better than Dick Vermeil. That guy's not genuine. I've said it before. You know who those dudes are. Speaking of genuine Dick Vermeil, Switzer, genuine, just a really good dude. All right. So Krause, my boy, one of his favorite topics, <laughs> a, a, a new story came out. Tom Palacero came out just a couple hours ago. And now the NFL, and the story's trending, 
that they're now putting new protocols on the quote unvaccinated players. So let me get this right. The NFL doesn't give a rat's ass about players with CTE, but now they care about guys with potential COVID issues. Wow. Wow. How can you take it serious? Players have put shotguns in their mouths, blown their brains out, taken a shotgun to their chest so you can operate on their brain. I told you this story before. Junior Seau shot himself in the chest so that the doctors, Bennett Amalu, could do autopsies on his brain for CTE. And I'm supposed to believe that this is the same league that cares about COVID-19 and the coronavirus? How do you take that serious? Honestly, how do you take that serious? And here, here, here's what the new protocols are. If you are a football team that comes down with an outbreak of the coronavirus during the season, we saw this play out last year with the Denver Broncos. They were just putting dudes on the field, and it was an awful look for the league. Okay? I, I, they, they played some guy, a quarterback, that was like a third-team wideout, and he had played quarterback in high school or something. It was so terrible. You talk about competitive balance and disadvantage, that game should never have been played. So you know what the NFL's come up with? Because now they're playing politics. Again, sports and politics. They never mix. It's oil and vinegar. Guess what they're telling you? If you have a breakout and you have players on your team that aren't vaccinated and there's a breakout, it's a forfeit. During... The regular season. You notice this? Because you know this. And I tweeted this out at Dan Cilio Show. You notice how it only pertains to the regular season? The NFL can get over on the regular season. Can you imagine if this happened? Dak Prescott and say Josh Allen get ready for the upcoming Super Bowl in Los Angeles. Okay? And both players have not confirmed that they've been vaccinated. As a matter of fact, Josh Allen has said he's not been vaccinated. Dak Prescott said that's a personal issue. So I'm going by those comments that both those guys have not been vaccinated. So one of those guys comes down with the coronavirus. You're going to basically forfeit one of the teams in the Super Bowl? That's worse than watching the Daytona 500 get a victor under yellow. You know, when they have a crash, they have to do those three laps. Guy gets the victory because they can't get a restart. It's the worst finish ever for NASCAR when you see, like, their premium race finish under yellow. It's never a good look. I know they got through it, but you're all like this. That's a terrible look for NASCAR. Can you imagine the NFL doing it? But, okay, it's good enough for the regular season, though. Okay? It's good enough for the regular season, this new rule that they implemented, but not the postseason. Why? More money in the postseason. More money is divvied out in the postseason 
to net by networks to the league. They're not going to lose that revenue for divisional games or wild card games, and most definitely not the Super Bowl. Super Bowl spots are five million dollars every thirty. And for those of you out there that don't know what that is, thirty second spots are five million bucks. You think you're going to forfeit a game because of some dude coming down with coronavirus? With a league that doesn't give a rat's ass if a guy puts a shotgun in his mouth, if he's got CTE and he's retired? You think that league, that league, (laughs) yeah, my God almighty, I don't think you people understand behind the Iron Curtain. And I'm not talking about Russia, how that league really thinks. That league is a cash register, and that's it. That is the only way they look at things, is cash register. Okay? It's cash register. So, yeah, okay. Nice new rule. I want to see him implement it. And then I want to have one of these snowflake media people ask Roger Goodell the question, well, how come it's not good enough for the postseason then? The team comes down like we saw with Chris Paul during the postseason. Remember, he had to sit a couple games out because he had contact tracing, right? He had contact tracing. And so the NBA sat his ass down. Oh, okay. You think the league is just going to start suspending commercial spots like that? Good grief almighty. People believe anything. They will. They will believe anything. If it's put out there, the NFL is great at propaganda, just like political parties are, just like CNN, Fox, propaganda. Look at what happened in the last election cycle. How much propaganda was being thrown around that were half truths on both sides? I mean, the American public couldn't figure out what to believe. Is that really true or is that not true? I don't, I don't, I don't really, what is, is that true? How many times do you tune on the news? If you do, you do this. I don't, I, that can't be true. Like I said yesterday, that whole Russian hoax thing finally came out to be, it was never true. Not one second of it. We spent four years on it. CNN spent an entire election process and term on one guy with a lie. They made a billion stories off it. Not one of it was true. So if they can do it, don't think the NFL is below them to throw propaganda out. So you're making it more difficult. By the way, I I would question the NFL doing this. Look, dude, you can make it as hard as you want on these guys who are not vaccinated, but you can't legally, with the HIPAA laws, you can't, You can't make an American tell you whether or not he's been vaccinated. It's against the law. I mean, even private companies can't ask you about your personal medical history. It's against the law to do that. And people are trying to skirt around it. Well, we're a private business. That doesn't matter. The Constitution doesn't protect you from that. Well, we're a private business. We can do it. No, no, it's not true. Now, 
you can't walk into a place and start chanting and doing anti-American. Well, you know, a company has a right to hire you and fire you. Okay. So you think the Buffalo Bills are going to fire Josh Allen because he's not vaccinated? Is that what we're being told here? Well, you know, this guy could be detrimental. By the way, he's in a contract negotiation right now with the Bills. You think the Bills hold this against them? Do you think some of these NFL teams will start holding the hey, Watch this. The Cowboys didn't hold it against Dak. Dak doesn't seem to be vaccinated. Maybe some of the suspect players. How about this? If you're the NFL Players Association, I'm wondering, are you going to defend the players that you're paid to defend if they don't want to get vaccinated? Or are you going to side with the league like you always do? Because anytime that there's a a strike or any rift, you bend over. You take a knee to the NFL. It's the worst union in the United States of America for team sports. The NFL is the biggest league, strongest league, with the weakest union. D. Smith is in the pocket of Roger Goodell. What do you think is in the best interest of us? What gets our current players? It's always about the current players. It's never about the guys who those current players stand on the shoulders of. Never anything like that. Never. It's never anything like that. Trust me when I tell you. All right. So the Olympic Games start on Friday, I think. Opening ceremonies. I got to hand it to LeBron James on one thing. He's got to be one of the most vocal athletes that we've seen in recent memory. And hey, and for the record, I'm going to give him a solid here. You ready? He's got conviction on his beliefs. I can disagree with him, but as I've said to you before, LeBron James, who's now today it was reported he is the first NBA billionaire. That's pretty cool, man. Look at what he's built in his time in the league in 17 years. He's a billionaire athlete. 17 years, LeBron James has made himself a billionaire. That's awful impressive. I don't care how you look at LeBron. You can hate his politics. You can hate the way he does things to promote himself, but he's a billionaire. And he's done this mostly on basketball. Hey, and for the record, Space Jam 2, why are you ripping that? It's a kid's movie, man. If you thought you were going to see like Marathon Man or you were going to see Deer Hunter, it's a kid's flick. I, I could care less if it's good or bad. Yeah, but he's trying to be Jordan. Man, so what? An ode to Jordan? I don't think that's a problem. Why would you have a problem with that? I, I, I don't. I, I just don't have a problem with that. So anyway, um, he's got this company. In a, it's like interrupted or uninterrupted, something like that, right? And his company has come down on this Rule 50 that the Olympic Games has that you can't do any protesting on the podium. And it's silencing of the athletes. That's what he looks at it as. Look, I admire that. But there's also part of me that goes, dude, it's one thing to say that, but then have an unholy relationship with China. Your shoes are made in a country 
where 87% of Nike's wear is made in China. You make them for cents on the dollar, then turn it around and sell them to inner city kids. It's the most un-American company you could possibly have, Nike. And you're trying to tell me that you're okay with the Chinese government. By the way, let's always have a distinction here. Not the Chinese people. They have nothing to do with that unholy government. Nothing against the folks. That's what this country has a problem with. You, you kind of like wrap it all up in a bow. That's not true. Okay, Chinese people are great people, hardworking. I'm talking about their unholy government. How can you have a relationship with an unholy government like that? Be cool with that. Put people in concentration camps. And then you turn around and tell us how bad the Olympic movement is with protesting and how bad our country is. He can't get around that. All right. More on this college football stuff and college games. We'll talk to Houston Nutt. We'll do that next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods, your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. They're strong 
And then there's Army Strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Welcome back to the National Football Show, Dan Cilio. Houston Nutt, three-time Southeastern Conference Coach of the Year, will join us. Man, the news in the SEC and college football as we're going through all these media days, it's incredible. Now Coach Rolovich from Washington State didn't show up to the Pac-12 media event because he doesn't like the Pac-12's vaccination policy. I mean, if you don't think that this is not going to be a hot topic, especially in the college ranks, because why do you think it's going to be more so in the college ranks than in the NFL? Because government can't control the NFL. Government controls some of these college and state institutions, don't they? State funds go into these institutions. So your House of Representatives, your senator, has a lot of say in what goes on when it comes to the money that's being generated and pushed into these institutions, like I said, especially the state institutions. So for me, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out as we go forward here. I mean, you got a head coach now that's in a powerful conference, the PAC 12 that's saying this, I, I, I don't believe in your protocols. And you know what some are going to start saying? Some are going to start doing this. Well, look at the precedent that sets for his team. Um, I say this to you. I think it's a wonderful precedent because every kid and every family should have that right to make that choice on what they think is in the best interest of their, of their kid, not the school, not the program. That's not the program's role is to talk about health issues. I think that coach doing that, I think he is putting it out there right now, in my opinion, that this is going to be left up to the kids, um, you know, and their families. Now, Rolovich doesn't like, and he didn't show up, by the way, because he said he's not vaccinated. That is a huge statement. When you're seeing what the NFL did today and, came in, and coming out and putting all these new protocols out there. So... I, I don't know how we move forward here. What policies are going to be enforced? And see, this is the problem that you have with the NCAA. When you don't have one signature commissioner that can do this like a Dana White, well, here's our protocols that everybody's going to be in line with. Whether you're in the Southeastern Conference or you're in the Big Ten, everybody's going to go by these rules. If you're the SEC... I don't care what goes on in the Pac-12. Who are you going to tell me, and how are you going to tell me how to run my conference? Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the uh, Southeastern Conference, there's no way you're going to tell people in that conference how they're going to run their institutions, especially when their institutions, even coming out of a pandemic, had a banner year when it came to revenues. I know they lost a lot of money when it came to local revenues because they weren't able to get a lot of people in the building in there. So I get it, but you're not going to be able to tell these, these conferences and these coaches and these programs, how they can operate. That's the problem. And that's always been the problem with the Southeastern conference. 
They've always had that issue. It was a major issue this past season. We saw that play out, and I thought it was really an awful one. All right. One of my favorite guys on the planet. Boy, I can't wait to hear his thoughts on this Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones story here. Both Coach Nutt and myself played for Jimmy. And, I, hey, hey Coach, I, I thought of you last night, and I'm thinking to myself, you got to understand – my jaw hit the floor when I heard Jerry Jones go, man, I have this thing up. These two, old, these two old dogs, they go back to Arkansas like you do. These guys, man, I mean, they were roommates. They loved each other. And they just – how shocked were you that Jimmy – or that Jerry admitted for the first time ever publicly, at least publicly, that he messed up that dynasty that they had started? I, I was surprised. I was surprised a little bit. Uh, as you as you mentioned, you know, you got Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson, both uh, from Arkansas, teammates. And uh, Jerry knew exactly who he wanted as, as his football coach the minute he got the Dallas Cowboys. He knew. And uh, they had great success. And then, um, but to hear that story yesterday, to hear him tell it, uh, it did surprise me. No question. How about the Switzer involvement? I, I mean, <laughs> hey, you know Coach Switzer, too, another Arkansas yeah. dude. So yeah. the first thing, I mean, because, hey, I almost played for Coach Switzer. He sent me a scholarship and also I, I, I love the guy, too. And I'm, I'm like, you know, and he, first thing he did, Coach, he walks in the room. Where's Jimmy? Oh, Jimmy's been fired. <laughs> well, get his ass in here. I mean, because I don't think people know it because I know you know. There was a major rivalry between Jimmy and Barry going all the way back to the Oklahoma and who got the job after Chuck Fairbanks, all that stuff from Arkansas and all that. I mean, were you, I, I'm wondering even if Jimmy knew that story that coach Switzer tried to get these two guys together and try to get them back yeah. in the same room again. I, I thought that was a stunning omission as well. No question about it. I don't know if Jimmy knew it or not, but that sounded just like uh, something Barry Switzer would say though. Uh, he's something I've been around him, uh, a few times and I, I love listening to him, a great storyteller. And I could see him, uh, saying that to Jerry Jones with, without question, no doubt about it. Coach, there's so much going on now in college football. I'm going to add, you know what? I think it's easy to ask you now because I was asked this question about the new nil Lou, the new, uh, nil rule. I went like this big sales pizzerias. I would have had a chain of them. In South Florida, when I played for the Canes and Jimmy, I would have I would have said, Coach, you want to come in? I'll name it uh, the Jimmy Johnson Slice, a uh, playmaker, Michael Irvin. We would have had like you know, we would have had like promotions and stuff. How do you look at this new nil rule that you see? Do you think it's going to be a good thing for college football? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go back to '76. I'm going to take you back to '76 when I was a freshman for Frank Rolls. I didn't realize that the, that first month, end of the first month at school, I got a $6.25. They called it a laundry check. I said, really? All right. Took $2 and uh, out of the $6.25, got some hamburgers. I got $2, looked gas money, maybe a $2 movie. I was fired up. Well, fast forward now and you have cost of attendance. These players can get $5,000 or more uh, a year. If you're eligible for a Pell Grant, you get that, another $5,000. SEC opportunity to fund, we were able to give out an iPad or a winter coat or fly them home for a funeral if somebody was sick. I mean, and it's all you want to eat, tutors, 
room and board. It's a pretty good time to be a, to be an athlete. I thought a student athlete. Now you add this, Dan. You add this part of it. I want players to get money. I, I do. I want it. And and I thought the cost of attendance was perfect. But now you add a C. I'm gonna have this deal. I got an agent working for this player. This player's got this commercial, and this player has this, like you said, the pizza deal going. And then all of a sudden, there's gonna be an offensive lineman come to the head coach's office. Says, "Hey, um, coach, I'm I'm blocking for this running back named McFadden. Are you gonna be able to get me a deal?" My point is this, Dan. You know. It's always been pretty equal. You know, you eat, you got tutors, you got this, you got cost of attendance check. Now, all of a sudden, it's individualized. And so your locker room is fixing to be disrupted. Now, the coaches, I've I, I just been amused at all the coaches. They're talking a great game. They're all for it. And they got to say that. They got to say that. Because there's going to be some players out there saying, wait a minute, wait, coach is not for this NIL. He's not for me getting my deal. And so you got players right now that already are making money and they hadn't played a damn. Dan, they hadn't stepped on the field yet and they got money coming in. So I just, I, I just think, I, I hope it's not too bad, but I just, I don't see how, I don't see how it's going to be good. Coach, I gotta, I gotta tell you now, now that a lot of stuff is in the open here, I got a call from SMU back in the day and I won't name any names or coaches. I don't want to throw any shade on anybody. <laughs> hey man, we got, we we got we got opportunities down here for you. I go. I heard. I go. <laughs> I said I heard, man. I go. You know. But you also have Jerry Ball and Michael Carter down there. So I was like this. I'm like, you know, I don't know. And then like, well, we got an opportunity. I'm gonna fast for you to now. Watch this. I'm gonna play a role here for you. Hey, this is Coach. You know what of uh, Auburn University here in the SEC. Uh, did you see what that quarterback's making um, at Alabama? And by the way, he ain't ever played it down. He's making a million dollars a year now. I'm going to make that job. And what I'm going to do also is, do your parents need jobs? Right. I mean, what we can do right now for you, we could give you the greatest package deal to have your family come down here. And I'm going to be able to set you up with a $200,000 a year job. And your family's going to be able to, hell, if I have to hire your father as an assistant, I will. What, what's going to be the ceiling on this? So what's going to be the parameters on this? Because, Coach, you can't tell me you don't think some of these coaches – that are going to be using this new rule as a recruiting tool. Dan, you, you, you're spot on. I mean, a hundred percent. That's where I, I just feel like it, it's going to be out of control. I don't, how, how do you manage all that? I, I don't see how you do that. And you hit on something that's so big to me. It's the recruiting. Now the recruiting. Now there's a license to go out and do just what you said. I got this job. Oh, your dad needs a job. Yes. Okay. We'll get him hooked up over here. I mean, I, I just think it's it's never going to end. It's going to keep getting bigger and bigger. And I, I, to me, it just takes away from team. And, and I, I just I, – I don't know. I don't see it. You know what, too, Coach? You know, you look at all the things that got Reggie Bush in trouble. Is, it is now basically legal. I think we just lost our connection here with uh, Coach Nutt. We'll see if we can get reconnected here in a second. We were just talking about, like, jobs for – like your family. I mean, what's to stop some of these coaches from like, you know, going out and, and now offering family members, some of these jobs, coach, I want, I want to, I want to take you into another level here. Um, and that is the news that came out today with Oklahoma and Texas uh, potentially leaving the big 12 
First, let's start with what that'll mean for the Southeastern Conference if you're able to get those two teams in the SEC. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, uh, here we go again. You're getting just the – it's going to be so big. I mean, it'll be huge. You get Texas and Oklahoma, you're talking about brand names. You're talking about tradition. And so you got two more major powerhouses coming to the league if that happens. And so – uh, again, it's it to me. This is all about the, the almighty dollar. You know, it's money, money, money on this deal. The way I'm seeing, it. and again, I'm just now reading, and I'm just now just like you, just hearing it for the first time this morning. It blows my mind. But I'll say this to some some Oklahoma coaches and Texas coaches: be careful now. Be careful. Be be careful that this this league can can mess up a record now. Uh, no, I, hey coach, <laughs> hey, I, hey coach, hey now. I said this earlier today. I go. Hey, you know, there ain't no Kansas States in Kansas in the Southeastern Conference. Hey, you may be going undefeated in uh, sorry-ass Big 12. And I, I say that because if we're comparing that conference to the SEC, right. a 9-3 and three team in the Southeastern Conference would win the Big 12 every year. So, I mean, I don't know if you're fundamentally, fundamentally ready, especially on the defensive side of the ball, Coach. I mean, right. you know, in that conference, the SEC – it's the lines O-line and right. D-line are spectacular in that conference. And when I look. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.